Starting this fall, amazing local educators will be recognized with the launch of Superior Educators. This collaboration between several local school personnel and the Portage Health Foundation is meant to celebrate the people who make our area schools a great place to learn and grow. All educators at K-12 public schools in Barraga, Houghton, Keweenaw, and Otsunagan counties are eligible, including bus drivers, teachers, support staff, and more. Nominate a Superior Educator you know at superioreducators.org. Welcome back to Copper Country Today. It's brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation. You can learn more at phfgive.org. And my guest for this segment is Judy Everett. And Judy, the last time I had you in, it was right before the Strawberry Festival. So maybe we can kind of talk about how that went. From oh. what I hear, the crowds were quite large. Well, thank you, first of all, for inviting me. And yes, it was an amazing Strawberry Festival. I worked the first shift making Strawberry Shortcake, which is a three-hour shift. We've never sold so many strawberry shortcakes the first shift on Friday morning. It was amazing. And I also worked the last shift on Saturday, and we normally sell strawberry shortcake up until about 3.30, quarter to 4. We had totally sold out at 1.45, every last strawberry shortcake, and we sold over 4,000. And the reason I can say that is because when we ordered the supplies, we ordered 4,000 containers, and we actually had to use containers from the prior year because we actually used all 4,000 containers. It was fabulous. I know I was there for the queen competition underneath the pavilion, and that happens at the end of the night on Friday, and it turned out that you were running low on supplies for that particular day. I think I got the last slice or two. So I know that you were short on Friday night. I'm not surprised that you ran out quickly on Saturday. It was a wonderful event, very well attended. The strawberry shortcake was fabulous. We actually did not serve them in an open bowl. We served them in a snap container with uh, you know little snaps on the side. And it was so much better because people walked out of there with their arms loaded with strawberry shortcake. And they could have never done that if it was in an open bowl. And beautiful weather. Oh. We got lucky in a lot of instances so we far sure this did. year. But definitely for the Strawberry Festival, the weather cooperated to the fullest extent. It, it sure did. Yeah, It was great. And it was wonderful to see all the people that were there. And if I remember correctly from that conversation, I'm going back to the end of June at this point, when you were in here to preview that, you mentioned that around Halloween, you have another fairly decent-sized event. We usually do okay. a Halloween party at the Chassel VFW for all the kids. Mm -hmm. And we actually have adults dress in costume, and it's well attended. This year it was canceled because of COVID. Yeah. Okay. And we were so disappointed that we... It was disappointing that we had to do that, but we really didn't have much choice. Well, here we are in December, so I guess it's time to talk the old-fashioned Christmas. The most wonderful event in Chassel. <laughs> so why don't you go through some of the, the staples? What are some of the things that people are sure to make time for each and every year? Well, first of all, right now we have going on a um, lighting and decorating contest, and that would be an outdoor outdoor lights, outdoor decorations. And so we have a contest with cash prizes. Then we go to Friday, December 10th. And at six o'clock, we have lighting of the community tree in the Hamer field. So the tree will be lit. We'll be singing Christmas carols. We have four um, people that are coming to, to lead off the Christmas carols. Santa will be there. We'll have hot chocolate and treats and also sleigh rides. So that's going to be a wonderful event that starts at 6 o'clock and runs till 8 o'clock. 
And then Saturday morning, we start off with the festivities at the Chassel School. We have breakfast at 9 o'clock in the morning, starting at 9 o'clock. So we have it listed as breakfast and lunch with the Chassel Senior Class, and that runs till 2.30. At 10 o'clock is the huge um, bazaar. It's called the Handicrafters Bazaar in the Chassel School Gym. The gym is already full of crafters, and so the woman who is chairing that portion of the event, she's now lining up crafters in the hallways. So it's very well attended as far as the crafters, and there's going to be a lot of wonderful things for people to purchase. And I would guess that, and we saw this over the summer, certainly to some extent, if that is one of the things that you use as an avenue to make some money on the side, with all the things that were canceled last year because of COVID, you're probably stocked to the gills with various Christmas items and and different merchandise that you need to get out the door. Well, we sent the letters out in September and already in October, there I think there was 50 responses just immediately. So that's great. You know, so we'll sell, we'll probably have around 80 crafters. And then, um, right while that is going on, the Chassel Women's Club every year makes homemade pies and sells pies by the slice. You can also buy an entire homemade pie along with coffee. So a slice of pie is $2.50, and there's a large variety. They're all homemade pies. No one is allowed to bring a store-bought pie. You have to make it. And if you don't make a pie, then you contribute money to the pie sale. So there'll be pies and coffee for people to buy. Hopefully there's some pumpkin pie. It's always been my favorite, (laughs) and it just fits this time of year. There'll be pumpkin pie and lemon (laughs) meringue pie and banana cream pie, raspberry pie, chocolate cream pie. So a large variety of pies. And that'll go on until 3 o'clock. And then we have um, right across the highway at the Keweenaw Country Store, the owner, Jonathan Byler, um, added his contribution to Old Fashioned Christmas. He provides homemade pastries and free coffee to all the visitors that want to stop by. So that's really a nice event. And while that is all happening, at 11 o'clock at the Chassel Heritage Center, which is also the home of our museum, We will have Santa. He will be sitting in a beautiful antique sleigh on the second floor. We have two volunteers from the National Honor Society will be Santa's elves. So they'll lift the children into the sleigh so they can sit on Santa's lap and tell him what they would like to have for Christmas. And then when they um, get out of the sleigh, they're given a nice little gift. And then they can go across the hall to the auditorium where they're, they're able to decorate for free homemade Christmas cookies. And so we have a, a crew of volunteers that will hold that. Downstairs in the museum, we will have live music from 1 until 3. And that will, there's eight different performers that will be in the Friends of Fashion room, playing the piano, playing instruments, singing. And the Friends of Fashion room is a very beautiful historical room. In the 1800s, the French Canadians came to Chassel. So that room is all now decorated with beautiful photos and write-ups of all the families that that settled on Paradise Road in Chassel, which was all a French-Canadian community. It goes from Bramer Road all the way to the Chassel-Painsdale Road. So all of the homes that were... Um, occupied by French Canadians, and even to this day who occupies them, there's a write-up that'll tell you this home was first um, purchased by in 1870 by such and such a family, 
and then this family moved here and, and who lives there today. So that's really nice. And all the people, we have mannequins dressed in the period dress for all those families. That's really something to see. And then we have a timeline room, which starts from the beginning of Chassel all the way to today. And there's write-ups and photographs. And every single photograph tells a story. We don't put a photograph in the museum without telling a story. So that's why we call it a timeline room. You can walk around the room. You really don't need to have a guide because everything is pretty self-explanatory. And then we have in another room the history of strawberry farming which is really unique because when the mines closed, strawberry farming began in Chassel. And then we have our other room that has all the graduates of Chassel from 1921 until the new school was built. So all the class photos are on the wall. We have the history of when the Chassel boys basketball team won the state championship three years in a row without losing a game. And that is where we're going to have all of our food and refreshments this year. And that record, as far as I know, stood for a long time, several decades before it was finally matched by somebody. Yep. Just a few years ago, actually, a team in the UP is the one who broke that record. So we couldn't be prouder to actually <laughs> turn it over to them. So. I know when I was at the Friends of Fashion show over the summer that they had somebody playing the piano and they were doing different patriotic songs and hymns and that kind of stuff. So I'm glad to see that they're doing some caroling and, oh. and some Christmas songs. It just seems to fit. Absolutely. I grew up about 15 minutes from Greenfield Village and they would do a very similar event. You would have people in period attire caroling and this seems like it's going along the same vein and I'm down for it. And we're happy to go ahead and actually make a little changes every year so that it really kind of entices people to come out because all the food and the beverages will be at the museum this year instead of in the individual homes. We think that's going to bring a lot of people to the museum. The museum is really something to see. We had a new family move into town um, earlier this year and they had been at the museum during Strawberry Festival and they were so impressed well, they moved into town, and right away, they wanted to get involved in the museum. It really does tell a beautiful story, and it's really something to see. Not only do you have the age of the facility in general, but it was open until relatively recently, so a lot of people who still live in Chassel have strong ties to the old school. That's where my mother went to school, my aunts and uncles went to school, and all of us kids went to school. So it, it really is a special place. And then at noontime, we um, have the home for the holidays home tour. And the home tour is always so very special. We have the museum, the museum is always number one. And um, then we have three homes right in Chassel. The community center that is back from the 1800s was purchased by Mark and Leah Kosky. They totally transformed the building into just something. It's a sight to behold, it is just so beautiful. The first home on the tour that overlooks the highway is going to be on the tour, and that is three levels. So the lower level, where the bowling alley, the pool room, the concession stand used to be, is a rec room and two bedrooms. The main level, where the Chassel Boys played basketball, the original basketball floor has been refurbished. So that is really something to see. And on that floor is a large living room and kitchen area, bedroom, and a um, bath with a laundry room. 
on the third level where we used to watch the boys play basketball is her loft. The stairwell from the entrance to the lower level to the loft is all the original stairs from when the building was built and the original handrails. So it's really something nice to see and I actually I could live there myself. It's so it's so beautiful. <laughs> On the side of the building leading down to the park are three townhomes. And Leah and Mark Kosky have townhome number four that they rent out as an Airbnb, and they are going to put that on the tour. The reason we wanted both is because everybody wants to see that building because we knew it as the community center. We knew it as as the gym. We knew it as where old-fashioned Christmas started 40-some years ago. And so everybody wants to see it. So it's going to be nice to have the townhome that faces the highway, which is going to be different than the townhomes on the side of the building. So I, we really think people are going to really come out and see that. Then we have what used to be the Hamer House in Chassel. It's a large home. It's on the corner of US 41 and the Chassel Painsdale Road. It's owned by the Zadarecki family. And that home will be on the tour. It's already decorated. When you, If you drive by now, you're going to see all the beautiful lights and the wreaths. Across from that home is where Hamer Field is, where the tree lighting will go on. So Eric Zadarecki and his boys have been very involved in the Chassel community. Actually, during the Friends of Fashion show in July, um, Jake and Wade Zadarecki, they volunteered, and they were part of the Friends of Fashion show. One of them played the role of Don Matson, who was the star basketball player on the Chassel basketball team. So both Jake and Wade will be at the museum decorating cookies with the kids. And then when that is finished, they'll join their dad and open the house for the home tour. So the couples or the owners of these homes, are they the ones that are decorating as well? Or do they just open it up and allow the committee to come in and do the decorations? No, the homeowner not only opens their home, but they do all the decorating themselves. And they're just wonderful hosts. Because they are, they are so welcoming to not only the community, but just to all the people that come out on the home tour. Now, do you ask them to decorate it, say, in the manner of what you would see in the 1940s, 1950s? Or is it their discretion as far as how they want to decorate it? We leave it to their discretion. And you know what's really neat about that is because each one is so different. There are some people that decorate to the gills and there are other people that'll do very simple decorations like maybe a beautiful Christmas tree and some beautiful poinsettias or some unique things that they themselves own so it's really neat and that's why it's so nice to have four different homes we usually have five but this year it's pretty busy with being at the museum so four is going to do real well we then have a home that is on south us 41 if you're familiar with where they make the barrel saunas, right across the highway from where they make the barrel saunas is the home of Scott and Kim Goffinet. And you drive down their winding drive to where the bluff overlooking the Huron Mountains and Lake Superior, and there is their beautiful home and a number of outbuildings. It's to me, it's a slice of paradise, and we were so thrilled when they said yes. We'll we'd like to do that. So we're so lucky that after 41 years of doing old-fashioned Christmas, that we still have four or five. Some some years we have six homes on the tour. So it's wonderful because we do touch a lot of a lot of people and ask them to be on the house tour, 
and we always get such a wonderful variety. Now, do you get people who want to do it year after year, or do people like to open it up one year and then say, give me four or five years, and let me recharge the batteries, so to speak? You know, there are some people, actually, we had one woman who would be on the house tour every year. But for the people coming out on the house tour, it's nice to have, because the same people seem to come out every single year, so it's nice to have a variety every year. But yes, I, for one, we did the house tour three different times. And people enjoy that because you decorate differently. You know, times have changed. You know, maybe you had unique decorations and now all of a sudden you have something different. Or maybe you've expanded your home. So it's nice to have the changes. For people who want to be on the tour, do they have to purchase tickets beforehand or are they welcomed in free of charge? No, people have to purchase house tickets. And actually we have the tickets for sale at Superior Family Chiropractic. We have them at the Chassel Heritage Center. Each of the homes on the tour have tickets. In case you come without a ticket, you can purchase one there. The Chassel General Store. And new this year, we're going to have some students in the Chassel School selling tickets at the Home Handicraft Bazaar. And also in Calumet at the Keweenaw Convention and Visitors Bureau, the woman who is in charge there, she comes out on the home tour every single year, and she also has tickets for sale in Calumet. Really across the copper country, from one end to the other, at least northern Houghton County, it seems like there's ways to get involved if you want to participate and attend the old-fashioned Christmas. There is. We have people that come from Marquette every single year. We have people who come from Milwaukee and Chicago every single year. It's just a tradition with them. What's the busiest day? Do you get more people out on Friday night, more families for Santa Claus and the tree lighting, or is it Saturday with the vendors and the home tour? Okay. So I would say Saturday is going to be our busiest day. We do have the tree lighting very well attended because it's been a tradition in Chassel. But if you come to the craft sale on Saturday, the gym will be packed not only with crafters, but with buyers. Because there are certain people that sell their beautiful wreaths. There are other people that sell their homemade Santas and gnomes and all kinds of things like that. So there's bakers who sell their beautiful bakery and their Christmas cookies. There are homemade hats and mittens. So there's just a large variety of crafters. Something for everyone. How did this tradition get started? How did Chassel kind of leap to the forefront here in the Keweenaw as far as Christmas celebrations go? Well, in the 80s, um, Nancy Leonard, who owned the Iron Lion Chassel, she and a group of young ladies, there actually was she and four young ladies that decided, you know what, we need to do you know something in Chassel because it's just a wonderful community. It's really a closely knit community. It, it's a welcoming community. And so they started this at the um, Chassel Community Center with a large craft fair, um, Santa Claus visiting with the kids. Um, homemade cookie decorating was done at that time. So it was kind of a tradition that just continually grew. But there wasn't a year up until last year that we didn't have Old Fashioned Christmas. COVID was the only year in 2020 that we did not feel comfortable doing old-fashioned Christmas. So, well, we say it's been going on for 41 years, it has been, but there was only one year that we didn't put it on. Is there an organization that benefits from the proceeds? This is the Chassel Improvement Association. And the Chassel Improvement Association, the monies that is made from the um, handicraft 
from um, the home tour. It all is donated back into the community. As you drive through Chassel today, you will see our newest purchase, and that is a beautiful snowflake on every single power pole going through the main street of Chassel. But we um, have 40-some gardens on the main street, and all of the needs for the gardens, whether it be mulch or new plants, that's all provided by the Chassel Improvement Association. We've done a lot of improvements in the Chassel Park. We've made contributions to the Chassel Heritage Center, to the museum. So the money does go right back into the community. Is there a lot of overlap between the Lions Club and the Improvement Association? Are they really two separate organizations? They're two separate organizations, but the Chassel Lions also donates all their money back into the community and the and the area, like Little Brothers and the Omega House and, and different places, whereas the Chassel Improvement Association is very similar, but it, they are two different organizations. But like the Zatarekis who've gotten so involved in the community, the first thing they did was join the Chassel Lions Club. And... He worked as hard as all of our long-term volunteers, you know, <laughs> plus the boys. So it's wonderful when you get new people into the community. That really helps your organization grow and thrive. Is there anything that I have not asked about, Judy, that you think should get mentioned before we wrap this up? Well, one of the things that I'd like to share is I'd like to compliment our Chassel School National Honor Society because when I put together the volunteer list for all the time slots we need help at the museum, you know, elves to help Santa and people to help with the food and, and volunteers to greet the visitors. There was over 20 time slots where we needed a volunteer. And much to my amazement, every single time slot is filled with a volunteer from the National Honor Society. Now, isn't that tremendous? Is that a new partnership or has that been done before? Well, this summer, we reached out to the National Honor Society because in 2019, we really needed some help, so I went over to the Chassel School and asked for help with the home tour, like bringing out the signs, because the signs are heavy, and you know. And they said to me, you know, Judy, by the time you get home, we'll have volunteers ready for you. So that's how it all started. <laughs> and so when we needed help this summer with volunteers, I reached out to Don Carlson, who is the advisor for the National Honor Society, and a young man immediately, a sophomore in school young man, signed up for 10 time slots himself. Speaking of time, that's all we have on this episode of Copper Country Today. But if you're interested in getting involved with either the Strawberry Festival or Old Fashioned Christmas and you live down in the Chassel area, you know who to call. That would be Judy Everett, our guest. Thank you very much for joining me, Judy. 